Well, some welcome news for music lovers and also those that are in the concert, live music, and club business. Ontario live music venues given the go-ahead to pretty much uh, return to business as usual. And for more on this story, let's uh, welcome in music expert Alan Cross, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Alan, good afternoon. Hi. This is good news. Yeah, tell us a bit about this announcement that was uh, made uh, yesterday. Uh, What's it look like, uh, the concert experience going forward in the province? Well, we're going back to more or less full capacity at venues uh, across the province, which is something we haven't had since early 2020. Um, A lot of venues had been working at making sure that, well, they were putting in seats, they were putting in tables, they were putting in things that would uh, allow for a reasonable capacity, but with a certain amount of of separation. But now they're going to go back to mostly full capacity, although from what I understand, everybody's still got to be vaccinated. And uh, if you're going to be standing in a general admission area, you have to be wearing a mask, which would be an interesting sight. But uh, I I guess it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so standing room, fully masked, fully vaxxed, as you say. So this is really, for the most part, a return to pre-pandemic, if you remember being in a... uh, you know, sweaty nightclub, enjoying uh, some music or, or your favorite band. This is as close as we've been for, well, close to uh, two years. Yeah, close to two years. And we've, um, good timing too. Tomorrow, the Alma Combo is having a ribbon cutting ceremony. They're officially reopening for, for business at uh, eight o'clock tomorrow night. And they've uh, got a, a gig with Our Lady Peace. That'll be nice. Um, there is the new venue that Drake is involved with. It's the uh, Live Nation venue called History in the east end of downtown. Um, that has pushed back. It was supposed to open, I think, in September, but because of shifting situations regarding, you know, mandates about who can come in and all the rest of it, uh, they had put off their grand opening. But this is going to be welcome news. Uh, from what I remember from the original, uh, from the original press release for this place, uh, it can hold up to three thousand people. So a, a general admission show is going to be quite big there and uh maybe they can finally schedule their grand opening Mm -hmm. how big is this news do you think for concert lovers music goers because it's a different aesthetic if you will if you go into one of these uh, clubs that are meant to be standing room only and they're cordoned off or there's all of a sudden uh, seating uh this return to uh you know kind of getting uh together and the collective as a whole uh, enjoying a musical uh, experience the way the room was designed uh that's got to be pretty big i think not only for obviously the owners of these clubs but also music lovers yeah the owners have been dying they've been just really really struggling just to hang on and uh, of course, with all the different mandates that have come down from the province, uh, they've been kind of confused. You know, why you, you know, why can you uh, have people seated at a table without masks at a restaurant, and we can't have people uh, going to a show? Uh, it, it, it's been a bit of a weird situation for a lot of these people. But you kind of wonder. Uh, although we've been starved for live music, we really want to get back to normal. Uh, it, it's still going to be kind of weird standing with uh, several hundred or several thousand people in a general admission situation wearing a mask. Yeah, how do you think this is going to be received, Alan? Because I was thinking the the same thing, because, yes, we all miss live music and that club experience, but I'm thinking back to just a couple of weeks ago, Scotiabank Arena reopened to full capacity, and for the first time in a long, long time anyways, the home opener for the Leafs uh, was not a sellout. There were some 1,200 tickets that went unsold. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, It's going to be interesting. Now, it will be a while before things finally ramp up and 
get back to normal in terms of concerts coming through town because there uh, we had an, um, an I guess an announcement earlier today about the Offspring starting a Canadian tour uh, that will bring them to Toronto in February. So where will we be at in, it's not so much where we're at right now necessarily because not a lot of big shows have been scheduled because of COVID and because a lot of artists are very afraid of, of coming across the border uh, simply because if they run into, you know, one member or two members of the crew uh, testing positive, well, then everybody's got to be turned back. But, but by the time we get into February and March, you know, we'll see where everything is regarding COVID in terms of vaccinations and where the Ford government is going to stand on, on, on uh, you know, mask mandates and, and all the other anti-COVID um, uh, precautions. Now, one of the things that we, we should really look at, too, is, is the economics of the concert industry. Staging a big show, and, you know, we can say the offspring as part of this or any other large uh you know, concert tour, a tremendous amount of investment is required up front. You got to hire the crew, you got to design the stage, you got to design the show, you got to rent all the equipment. All that money has to be paid up front. And in many cases, these concerts, these tours are so expensive that you really don't start making money until half a dozen shows on the tour. So if you have any show along the way canceled, you risk going, you losing money on the whole thing because your your uh, margins are so razor thin until you get to those last final shows. This explains why Coldplay and the Foo Fighters and a number of other t- tours that have been announced haven't come across, uh, haven't scheduled anything for for Canada, simply because they can't afford to have any shows canceled. And with varying degrees of, of COVID safety across the country, I mean, you compare Ontario to Alberta. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to make it worth your while to dip into the country to play. So until we really get to the point where we have 90 or 95% of the population vaccinated, we're not going to see a lot of these big shows coming through. At least I don't think so. Mm. And if we're, if we don't see them coming through, uh, maybe, well, maybe this is, that's, that's a good thing, but, but you're right. You know, if, if they do start coming through and they will eventually, will they sell out? How many people are going to be there? How many people are actually, I mean, I'm speaking personally, anecdotally. um, I've developed almost a paranoid habit of walking around with a mask in in enclosed spaces. Uh, Maybe other people are the same way. I don't know. Yeah. And how are you going to feel in an arena with 20,000 others and you've not experienced that uh, for some uh, two years? You're absolutely right. Uh, There's going to be, understandably, some trepidation there. Is the U.S., do you think, is that a bit of a barometer for us? I mean, they're so far ahead of us uh, on this when it comes to uh, big shows uh, and big acts touring right now. What have you heard about what's going on south of the border and how the concert business has been there? Well, they've been doing generally okay, but you know their COVID situation is a little bit different than ours. Um, most of the shows that I have heard about require either full vaccination with proof or a negative test within 72 hours of the show. Uh, the problem is that many people aren't testing or aren't. Uh, uh, you know, you show up at the door, you're supposed to show your your vaccine certificate or whatever, along with some ID, and you're just getting a cursory look. I've heard the same sort of thing happening to sporting events, even here in Toronto. So it's, it's, the, the issue is, is one of, of, of safety. Are we going to enter another big fourth wave uh, or, or not? And if we, we are, I mean, I watch 
you know, the, the World Series, and I watch football on Sunday, and I see thousands and thousands of people in the stands, and they're not wearing masks. I'm going, this makes me feel a bit weird. Or is, 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 you know, the U.S. has not got COVID necessarily under control to the point where Ontario has. Are, are we, you know, tempting fate? That's just the one thing that's at the back of my mind. I hope we're going to be responsible. I hope we're going to do it right. I hope there's going to be enforcement. I hope we can go forward. I hope there won't be any any problems, but uh, we'll wait and see. All right. Alan, appreciate the time as always. Uh, Thanks for this and enjoy your weekend. You bet. You too. All right. Music expert Alan Cross with us this afternoon here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.